1: welcome back to the show ladies and gentlemen it is tuesday the 15th of september 2020 you've made it back here and you're so welcome back a wonderful episode we have coming up for you a beautiful conversation with a genuinely beautiful person so much to get through in this we find out all that you actually needed all along let's do this Of welcome back to Hello Steve-O podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If it's your first time here, you're very, 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 very welcome. Uh, delighted to have you along. We've got a fantastic conversation coming up for you today. A real, a real thinking one and a real uplifting conversation. You're genuinely going to enjoy it. And I want to say a huge thank you to everybody out there who sent me messages in the past couple of weeks um, asking and sending well wishes for my daughter. She is doing absolutely brilliant. She's flying it. We got a phone call. Today at the time of recording, um, we got a phone call about how well, how brilliantly she's doing in school, and uh, we're very thankful for that. Considering the hospital trips that she had a couple of weeks ago, we thought that school was going to be so difficult. She was in a lot of pain, etc., etc. But she has done fantastically well, and um, she's getting on great in school. So thank you, genuinely, thank you so much to everybody who sent lovely messages. She is doing great, and thank you to all the patrons as well, and I'm delighted that you got to enjoy uh, Friday's episode with uh, the number one fan of the show. I think it's fair to say the number one fan of the show. We had Joyce uh, on the show. Now, Joyce, you might have heard me speaking about her on the podcast here before. Joyce is um, the number one fan of the show because she's listened to every episode of Hello, Steve podcast, which to me is hugely impressive. Um, so she says, anyway, you could be bullshitting me, Joyce, but Joyce was uh, going on the journey of giving up the cigarettes there a couple of months ago and it's brought it to some very interesting places so we had a great conversation um, and that was uh, Friday's podcast. Um, If you'd like to support the show, if you'd like to support me, an independent artist, you can become a patron of the show. You can click on the link in the description to this podcast where you can sign up by buying me a coffee a month to support uh, the show and I'm very thankful to everybody who continues to support the show so thank you so much. Jen is going to be back next week we think, hopefully, I'm not sure I saw Jenna today Um, I think we talked about it on the last podcast that Jenna was on about a book idea uh, that I had and we had our first meeting about it today and um, it was brilliant so I'm banging out a book at the moment I'm literally working on a book and I'm saying it out loud because I'm kind of like I think I'm going to finish this fucking thing I think it's going to happen I'm genuinely excited about the fact that I am I'm writing a book and it's going to be fun and um it's kind of aimed at first-time fathers coming out but it's not I think it's it's got a lot more going on that it's just a really interesting story That you don't have to be a first time dad, you know what I mean? And I think my pitch is also like I was in a bookshop today and I saw the parenting section and it's all full of disgusting looking books with happy babies on the front and carrots and healthy vegetables and that's not what parenting is at all. My book's going to have a dirty nappy on the front of it with a a picture of my missus in full scream pointing at me as I'm sitting on the toilet Watching YouTube because <laughs> <laughs> that is parenting, ladies and gentlemen. I'm joking. I jest. Today's show, I am delighted to bring to you because it is the wonderful Ines Torres. Ines Tor or in in you would say Torres in English, but um. From from Lisbon, you have heard her on the podcast here before. And she uh, the patrons loved her on the podcast a couple of weeks ago where we did a blow-by-blow blow about all the stuff that happened with the hospital trips. Um, and thank you so much for all the lovely messages on that. But we had really interesting conversations in the house this week. And we thought this is something interesting for everybody, not about having kids or not, but the things that we've learned in parenting because we're responsible for somebody else And the things that we realize that, oh, that kind of shit never happened to me when I was younger. Nobody thought about this with me when I was a kid. And how certain things, certain techniques in how we have all been parented, how our parents treated all of us, how that affects the way that we think now, the way that we feel about certain things. It's a very um, uh, wonderful conversation. Where I think you will agree some beautiful conclusions and um we really loved having this conversation with my my girlfriend and i just have to apologize in advance for my horniness i i have to <laughs> i shouldn't have to apologize for it but there will be a regular call back as you will hear throughout this episode so anyway Without further ado, I do hope you enjoy it. I'm sure I'll be back later on this week with another episode of The Waffle House with Desi B and who, what, uh, whatever other guest is lined up. Um, but thank you so much for coming along. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy the rest of your week. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the wonderful Inez Torres. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, did, I didn't think there was anything. I was just... Uh Surprised? No, I was just more afraid I was going to break the microphone. I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go up there without any, any Vaseline. No, just, I don't know why we... We've already started on that note already. What happens is, ladies and gentlemen, we are in another episode. Welcome to Live from the Loo, and uh, my wonderful assistant for the evening, my (laughs) beautiful uh, assistant Ines Trochus, is with us this evening. How are you, madam?
2: I'm very good, thank you. Hi, everybody.
1: Hello, everybody. Yes, indeed. And... And just before we got live on there, the incident that uh, has happened, that has occurred is, um, she's still giggling, she's still laughing at me. I went to, so our positions in the toilet here are um, that I sit on the toilet and I have, (laughs) (laughs) with the lid down, obviously, and I have my feet on the squatty potty. And has sits on this stool that is opposite that. this weird Peruvian. Oh, no,
2: we already spoke about it. Yes, oh,
1: did we? Sorry. Well, so, so there's new listeners to the show all the time. But anyway, yeah, true, Inej sits on this um, weird Peruvian, <laughs> fucking <laughs> annoying stool that it does my it's head. Quite in. Handy, it's quite handy, isn't hand, it? It's handy for you. I tell you no, what. No, it's
2: handy because you put your clothes. You pile up your clothes up here every time. I do. So it's handy. Uh,
1: just me, yeah. Okay, here, here we start, ladies and gentlemen. It's I. No, the, I
2: do as well, but you're the one complaining. I'm saying it's, that it's handy. Anyway,
1: it's off. But anyway, that's what Enes sits on that right next to me. But of course, she likes to do this every time we do a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. She's wearing hot pants. Um, pants. They, hot pants. Yeah. To see those jeans that are very short that are leaving little to my imagination <laughs> on this Sunday evening that we're recording. No, don't pull them down. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> don't get horny. Don't be Oh, horny. here we go again.
1: <laughs> Who says that in a relationship, ladies and gentlemen? Just because
2: it's always you, you always get horny in the like less um, appropriate situations.
1: Like what? Like live we here. We're fucking dropping our kid off at school. Huh? I don't. That's an uh, inappropriate situation. You're, you're, you're. Like, how well, is this inappropriate? We're alone in a room <laughs> in our house, <laughs> and I w- and I'm attracted to you but sexually, and I want to have sex with you, and you're going. That's inappropriate. Inappropriate no, it's is inappropriate. if is, you're is is fucking this In my mom's at the di- at the dinner table. Well, that's I was never
2: horny at dropping our kid to school, or neither was I. But that's but j- <laughs> The example that you're giving. Is if I was, and I wasn't even horny at your no, parents. I, no, no, well. no, no,
1: no. The point is that this is a for me to be be horny. <laughs> That's my point.
2: But it's not appropriate for you to share
1: that. And what in and the what woman? Like, I want to, I want you to text me right now. Right, uh, right when you listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Please get sorry. that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that was. A- that was disgusting
1: I need to continue with the thought and we'll get back to the burp I apologize excuse me we'll get back to the burp but my point is what woman in a relationship complains that their partner is too sexually attracted to them
2: I never complained about you that do, you no, do no I don't who
1: says this please don't be horny because
2: I, give you, I give you a hug moments. I give you a
1: hug and you go please no, don't no, be no, horny
2: no, no. you just telling your side of the story yeah so my vision is like I- visions stop. <laughs> go
1: on tell me more
2: <laughs> is that It's when I want like to rest. I'm really tired, or I need to relax for a little bit, or I'm doing something important, and you come to like. What have your feelings uh, got
1: to do with me being horny?
2: What does that have? I don't understand that question. (laughs) what do my feelings have to do with you you're all giving all out
1: about, like yeah I know you're saying that you're tired or whatever etc etc but the point I'm making is surely to God right that if we went to marriage counseling we're not even married so we couldn't go to that but couples counseling right and we talked about the issues in our relationship I don't think the counselor is going to go do you know what the problem here is guys Stephen is too horny for Enid <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: but too I never sexy that, I never said that, that that was a problem either I'm just saying in certain well, moments a- that I don't want to I'm just saying, like don't start because like I don't want <laughs> now
1: I don't want uh, now don't be naked she said that the other no, day but as the, well
2: okay but that was because someone was getting into the house
1: hmm Oh, yeah. But
2: the horny thing is just like sometimes I, I'm just almost on, Let's just clarify
1: TV. there before everybody Just thinks uh, <laughs> that I walk around the house Naked <laughs> while visitors are coming to the Door I was just I don't know why I was getting Unchanged in the sitting room but anyway just I was watching TV nice <laughs> <kid>. <laughs> No I was going to go into the shower anyway It doesn't matter um, but welcome back This is Inej Torres by the way ladies and gentlemen My partner uh, just <laughs> Just for anyone who doesn't know just in case You're thinking uh, it's just one of the neighbours Has come in to do a <laughs> podcast <laughs> uh, um, but oh, can we talk a little bit about that? Because you, you, you are relaxed now while we're doing this, aren't you? Because yeah. you said before, sometimes you get nervous. Uh, yeah. Really?
2: Uh, yeah, I do. Because I'm not used to th- First of all, I don't really listen to podcasts. That's true. And so like the dynamic. This is Jenna. That's, not, that's <laughs> my secret
1: to getting people on the podcast with me. I don't know what the fuck a podcast is, but yeah, I'll be honest. You and Jenna do not listen to
2: podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so like I don't really know the dynamics on how it's supposed to work and then I know that we're not live so people like we can cut and we can do this and that but I still get nervous as if I'm listening as if I'm talking now and people are listening
1: what? sorry I don't get <laughs> <laughs> you get nervous you're just talking to me but here's the thing like uh, Ian H came on last week for the Patreon podcast right and people loved it and it was great because we had to talk through everything that we went through in the traumatic week that was the week before last, mm-hmm. when our daughter got injured in the hospital and the first day at school and all that and blah, blah blah. And people loved Janet, so so. Okay.
2: No, I was going gonna- <laughs> to say thank you.
1: I <laughs> oh, thank you, was, um, thank you. And I'm wearing short shorts. <laughs> 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 but um, I think because you've said this to me before a few times that it's like, you know, like I don't do what you do because you see this as performing. But it's not really. It's a, it is a little bit. A but little bit.
2: I have to be comfortable about, about saying stupid stuff while people are listening or making fun of this or that. You need to be a little bit more loose in that. and maybe
1: but... Uh, you say stupid stuff when nobody's listening. So <laughs> exactly. That's easier. <laughs> okay. No you. one's yeah, yeah. listening. <laughs> it's okay. That's what they want to hear. We're here to lighten up their week. <laughs> it's Tuesday when this comes out and it's just like, fuck knows if they put more restrictions on the country. So we're here to lighten up their week. Okay. Okay. So
2: that's why I'm not nervous today. I'm relaxed.
1: Now, the burping situation is because I've been like, I'm, I'm, I can you see that my mood has changed?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're a little bit more alive.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've had a rough day, haven't Ooh. I? I've...
2: <laughs> Because <laughs> <That's laughs> we were playing ghost this morning with our daughter, um, and you were, you were looking like a ghost. Was I? You're li- like your mood? Why do not you? Why do not you tell me that?
1: Like at the time, it's
2: not like it's not. A, it's just your mood, and you're just walking around the house. Like you're like a zombie or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Do you know what it so is? Like,
1: is that I'm feeling horny, but nobody will listen to me, so I just. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no it's not well, like I'm horny and...
1: no it's not I have because uh, obviously excuse
2: me I satisfy you most of the time that you're horny oh okay 99% no no, no. no, no. of the time now times. we can tone
1: it down now <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ isn't that true what about what that you said what I just
2: said the...
1: yes but the, we don't have to talk about that Oh, do you want? I'm to talking that? about being horny <laughs> Now they're think okay. Excuse me, I satisfy you ninety nine percent of the time. I satisfy you anyway. We're not getting into no. the satisfaction rating no, here. I'm no, talking about I'm, having sex.
2: I'm, yeah, okay. I have sex ninety nine percent of the times <laughs> that you want to have sex. Oh, so uh, that's what that's what that's I meant. Not sorry, true. that's not true. It's not true. What? That's not it's true. What? Ninety five percent. Then
1: you're like like the other day. Well, uh, anyway, doesn't matter. Right, we're going to. Uh, Oh, sorry, I farted now. This is Oh,
2: my goodness. What's wrong? How do you want me to be horny? Like you know, <laughs> burping, farting.
1: <laughs> what's happened, ladies and gentlemen, as I was walking around as a go- like a ghost um, today, because I don't know what's going on, because I've been off the keto diet for, uh, for a week now. I've been back to eating normal. But my energy levels are just not right. And today in particular, I went and played football again this morning, and I was fine for like 20 minutes, half an hour. And then all of a sudden, I bonked as they say in running terms, that, like, my energy just went and uh, just, like, so out of breath all of a sudden. And because usually I'm flying around And I came home and the rest of the day I had a big bowl of pasta, so like get the carbs on board and the energy and just couldn't get the energy into me. And we went to go to the park together as a family with some friends and stuff like that. And just my energy has been awful. And then even the walk home, the thought of walking home, which is like it's a 20 minute walk. I was like, I ate dinner, still wasn't Mm -hmm. the same. So, Enes, very kindly, because I was feeling like I needed sugar, and actually, the sugar buzz is now coming down, I can feel like I'm going back into the... Brrr. But, um, the I, I kind of felt, I said in the park, I might need a can of Coke or something like that. Or so an ice cream. Or an ice cream. So, Enes, very kindly, just before we did this podcast, on this Sunday evening as we're recording, said, I'll go down to the shop to get you an ice cream and a can of cock. Now, that's... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she said that. I did say that. Do you know she what? Said, <laughs> I, I, I guess you kind of cock. You like that, don't you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it just came out uh, by mistake, because in Portuguese, you say Coca-Cola. So, I think... Coca-Cola.
1: We, Cola. That's what you say. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. You don't say Coca-Cola.
2: No, we say Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. <laughs> because Coke, for example, as sniffing Coke, is Coca.
1: Really? Yeah. So, you're sniffing cock.
2: <laughs> Coca. Oh,
1: Yeah. <laughs> you like a so, sniff of the cock, eh? Uh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, by mistake, I, you know, because I speak very fast, it came out like half Portuguese, half things like, do you want a kind of cock?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, but you, she very kindly went down and got me that, and I've had, like, literally five minutes now of sugar high, I'm finishing the coke here, or the cock, <laughs> and uh, had the magnum. And um, so, yeah, but hopefully we'll see how the rest of this podcast uh, lands and, and, and finishes was and that was my burp, and that was my farting. So I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a pig, as a lot of men are, apparently. I'm not writing this. Some. Some. So that's what we we're going to talk about today, <laughs> was what we were... Because I've come up with the idea, and uh, it's not that an original idea, but I've been bouncing it around with Jenna, and I'm actually meeting Jenna tomorrow, because she's going to help me to kind of navigate through this project. But I've been writing a comedic parenting book. Um and uh in it, I kind of embrace well, the idea is that it's like it's it's kind of memoir slash advice of talking about my experience of being a parent because I, I I don't think I'm that bad at it am i no not at all
2: thank
1: you uh, that was perfect timing I have to say you were like quick in there with the compliment you're like <laughs> no not at all you you could have added you're a good parent but anyway you interrupted
2: and, me didn't you? sorry
1: sorry yes but I was I was just impressed by your timing thank you <laughs> and but 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 I'm kind of writing a funny book based on the fact that, look, we didn't plan to have a kid. There was no plan. And the situation that we were in in our lives, like mine was a bit worse than yours because at least you were doing a course to kind of pursue an actual solid career. I was just starting out in stand-up comedy and I was a waiter. So um, in London, which is like everybody's broke in London (laughs) when you're coming up. So it was nothing was planned. And, you know, we didn't know each other that long. We moved country twice, kid on the way, blah, blah. But like bottom line. Is that we're out the other side of it. Our daughter's three, and uh, my daughter loves me, and she's doing really well, and that's great. And I haven't read one fucking book on parenting or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I read so, them for you. So, what? <laughs> I
2: read them for you. You read them for me, exactly. <laughs> and
1: I just argued against what the book said <laughs> for three years. But so that was the idea of kind of encouraging, because I know men, like. These are one of the stereotypes of men, but it's kind of true. Certainly, a lot of men in this situation, when they're becoming uh, fathers, or when I think anything that serious, we're just not into reading the books. But if the woman, because the woman has the belly—not the belly, the baby in her belly—the <laughs> woman is growing. It. The woman is way more like into all the books and wanting to know exactly what's going on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I kind of get that. That's fair enough. And then. I think my theory is that the man in the relationship feels a bit guilty about it and kind of they should I should be reading a book and blah 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 but they don't want to read the fucking book. You start reading the book and it's like Brennan going oh this is all this well-being horse shit. So I wanted to write a book for those men so they could have a bit of crack and also it's written from, person, from a person who has read nothing on parenting, has no research on parenting, has no scientific background on parenting, ha- has was absolutely no planning whatsoever. And on paper, I wasn't the guy to be a parent. But actually, here's a few tips that I've learned along the way. It's a bit of crack. so uh, I've been working on that but I did want to talk about this week with you because you have read so many books a lot of the things that you have been reading are so they are genuinely interesting about how our brains develop as kids so this isn't just about whether you who are listening now if you have a kid or not it's not about that but it's even to think about how things affected you when you were a kid Mm -hmm. so you were like um, you've learned so many different things and we were talking then between the two of us at how the things that parenting when we were kids has probably affected us, that we're super sensitive with our daughter now. Mm-hmm. But when our parents were parenting us, you kind of look back and go, oh yeah, that's not right. You shouldn't have done that. You know, you yeah. fucked up my confidence there or blah, blah, blah. So, um, so yeah, like, how do you, what do you think about that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, no, I agree with you. I think like these days, it's There's a lot of information as in most subjects and everything is out there and it's this trend of trying to do the positive parenting and trying to do things better, be more aware as well. Although like these books that I've read, some of them are theories or not theories, they're information and they are uh, stuff from the 20s. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, so it's not like from yesterday. It's like people and researchers and maybe some even older but there's this specific woman that I like to follow. You follow yeah. on follow social like media. I, no, no, I follow like, her work, mm. and I've read a few things of her. I have the book. I've read the book, and uh, and she and she was doing uh, she was doing like all these experiments and observing kids since the twenties as well. Right. And so 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 that's like interesting stuff to see that at that time there was already people with that kind of awareness and working towards that. So what that kind am- of
1: things were they working at in the twenties? That like is kind of this, used in modern day parenting.
2: So, uh, for example, the observational skills of just like observing the child, not interrupting the child, um, and and how does does that affect the, the attention span, for example, then in the future... How does it, you think that you're helping them, but actually you're just in the way of them to figure out things by themselves. When you say like, oh, let me help you, I'll open this for you, or I'll just move this away so you can pass, or I'll help you to crawl or to walk, to respect or, more. Or than, painting. Or, or painting um, thing, or whatever, yeah. or even like just respecting their times in when it comes to walking or crawling or trying to make them talk. Or like those things that sh- as parents, we are kind of eager to see them like achieving those kind of stuff and 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 it's better most of the times it's better for you not to do anything almost uh-huh. and just because they do they they eventually reach that. and and every child is different. Like I, from all the friends that we have, we can see the different stages of development in each kid. And they all have different ages. They all get there eventually, but they all have their own rhythms as well. And it's about yes. respecting that time that it's really important for. For example, this is one, just one of the things um, for the brain connections to develop. And even today, I was chatting with one of the mums, my friend, and she was saying that just the fact that we let our kids uh, roll in the in the grass, or they like to, they just like stretching and their yes. their movement. That's actually that's right.
1: One of the kids that we were in the park with today was just completely randomly lying down away from the gang, on just their enjoying own, it. arms outspread, and just. Like not saying it, just staying there, just doing nothing.
2: Yeah, and that kind of stuff is really important because and 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 this my friend, she's studying. She studied a little bit of a ch- uh, children's psychology, and she's doing a course. She's starting now, and she was saying that she's been studying that it says um, that 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 ha- actually imp- uh, changes the brain connections and how the brain is developed. It changes the 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 the, the size. The size, not the size. Sorry, the um, physiologically. Sorry, I don't the, know like the,
1: term. the like the neural connections.
2: Or yes, like the, the wiring. Neuro- yeah, Let's exactly. The, wi- the wiring. It the wiring. You know, it, and it yeah. is the wiring. Sorry, uh, it changes that and it, mm. it models that for the future, and that will give you uh, skills for the future in certain fields. You know, so that's very interesting.
1: So, do you, when you're learning about a, a lot of these things, uh, and I'm going, uh, that's wrong. <laughs> no, no but when you're when you're having conversations or reading the books about these things, how do you look back on your upbringing and being being a kid? And how you were parented. And let's bear in mind now, everybody that's listening, we're not slating our parents here at all. Because in, they were taught what they were taught, for example. And they
2: were doing their best. Yeah, they, they, which wasn't
1: good enough. But anyway, <laughs> but, but how do you look back at, for example, the interrupting thing or the, you know, did it affect you? Do you look back and go as, as, as a child... X, Y, and Z happened, and that.
2: Yes, so so for example, I even laughed about this with my mom, um, and I spoke about it in therapy because there are two things that I've noticed that my mom does with our daughter <laughs> that I can like uh, remember. Did her you talk with, about
1: this with your mother?
2: Yeah, yeah. All oh, right, well, I'm, g- I'm getting it.
1: actual gossip here. go on, <laughs> no, it's not she gossip. She was laughing about it. She shouldn't be fucking laughing about. No, it She'd she was taking laughing seriously. Because,
2: no, she was laughing in terms of she was recognizing, like, oh yeah, that's right, I do that. Yes. Uh, and and two things were like...
1: We haven't said what it is, sorry, because I've interrupted you yeah. there. <laughs>
2: so the two things is, uh, one of them is interrupting while we're trying to do an activity and uh, she she really gets excited and she's really good at like playing and, yes. and participating and want to be part yes. of it. And But then I've noticed that she constantly tries to do it for our daughter instead of letting her, like instead of observing and step back and just be there yes. and interact as ma- as less as you can. And, uh, and she did that with me as well and, and that uh, apparently affects, affects the, the um, attention span and, and I, I'm really bad at focusing and uh, like if I have to concentrate to learn something or to study or to go back to work, it's my brain, f- before it starts going into that mode, It's like it takes me a while.
1: So to stick at a task, it's very difficult to be able to do that or like when you say focusing no,
2: it's, so it's it's like the starting process of like getting the attention that I need to focus you know like for example I sit down at the computer and I'm watching a TV show but suddenly I remember oh, I have to send an email and before I send an email like everything goes through my mind and like before I focus on sending an email I know that I have a task to do mm. but it's hard for me to switch modes into do you think
1: but do you think that that's an issue that you saw going throughout your life because of like a lot of like that sounds like technology problems for example like which no, everybody has no. Yeah,
2: no, but for now, even like for studying, for example, to concentrate, to when memorize something, when I was in school, like uh, basic
1: stuff, like primary school and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, just basic stuff, and and then I spoke it in therapy, and because of the booth that I've been doing, like, oh, this makes sense, and I see how my mom is doing that, so I constantly correcting inverted commas my mom was like always calling her attention like please don't do that or just let her do this way or just give her time to finish this task don't help her here because Mm -hmm. she'll be able to get there so those things and another thing and this was the one that the one that my mom laughed about it and i think it has to do uh and i i I actually was deeply um uh sorry i'm missing the word um anyway i'm just gonna go upset no, 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 not <laughs> upset. Like I was affected by right. it. Uh, which is, my mom always says like, let's just do, do this quick. Let's just do this quick. Let's just like, just eat fa- very quickly. And then we go and do this very good. She's always saying <laughs> very quickly. I don't know why it's like, but what are you in a hurry for? Like for what? Why, where do you want to go? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Stop yeah. Stop telling her like to eat her lunch quick or let's walk quicker. You kind of do that a little bit as well. I, I we do it understand. a little
1: I do a little bit, yeah, yeah. Well, that's more because I haven't got, because uh, I tell you why, well, I haven't got an hour to go home from the fucking shop that's five minutes walk away.
2: <laughs> yeah, but so basically, uh, and, and that's and me I'm talking very, to you,
1: not our daughter. <laughs> no,
2: but you always say, like, come on, let's go, come yeah, on, yeah, just yeah, move. Yeah, because I just want to go. Yeah. So my mom is just saying, like, just eat your dinner very quickly and then just, let's just do this. I so, don't do that with dinner, though. No, you don't do that with no. dinner. I so, say, like, with walking. And, uh, and I'm a very speedy person. Like, I'm always, I have to do things like quicker. I have to do, like, you know, in uh, even in work when I was working. And I think that comes from listening to this, like, just let's just do this quick and lo- mm. it makes me get on with things uh, like, do you know so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and 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 I spoke that uh, because I noticed that when that happened with our daughter and I was like oh my god I think like because I'm always on high mode here you know in everything I I, I function more on a high mode which is not necessarily good actually for your nervous system no. it's good for you to realize that you have time take time with your take things take time
1: to have sex with your horny boyfriend <laughs> and
2: exactly. I was like no I have to go to sleep
1: but that's what you're like even when we're having sex exactly when we're having sex <laughs> that's you're not like true. I'll be kissing on the neck like I have so many things to do I have to email this person I have to know <laughs> that I was just like Jesus Christ you can email fucking you can email them tomorrow <sighs> But, it's
2: not really true but anyway it was b- just funny to But
1: you it do out. operate I like the way you're fucking shooting my joke down there.
2: <laughs> the <laughs> listeners
1: are laughing at but that's a good joke. He he did a call back there to the horny thing and she was like and you're sort of that's not true you just said that to be funny. That's just a joke.
2: I didn't say Thank that. Thank you for either. breaking
1: down co- a fucking 7 months I haven't been able to work as a stand up comedian and tell jokes at my job for a living and you're now going oh that's just a joke. That's just That's just the <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay (laughs) (laughs) so the the the, so that's so that so what did your what was do your therapist say about those things
2: no like she didn't say much about it she just said like yeah that's probably the what's what is linked and and if you can see that and you can relate that Mm. it's probably it makes sense you know and it was just it was just working in therapy and realizing certain things in my life i was like wait a minute this isn't coming from these situations you know and um yeah, so it's just interesting to see how those ha- the little things in your childhood that you don't think that are important can stick with you mm. and can just model who you are later on in life. I think
1: one thing that I struggle with, a lot of Irish people um, in particular will struggle with, or if you've come from a strict religious... Well, I, I won't tie all that with the same brush, but sometimes the religion thing can be an issue. And because I was in such a strict religious home, one thing that I have realized... And I've talked about it a little bit, but I struggle to, and I, I am writing about this in, in the book that I'm writing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, another burp. <laughs> Do you understand but, now, guys? Yeah, anyway, um, uh, it doesn't happen while we're having, anyway, let's, what I, I struggle with massively as a kid, and, prob- and I certainly didn't realize it as a kid, it's in hindsight, that I didn't realize that I was loved no matter what. And that's a huge thing. Now, let me paint the picture as to why that happened was because my father was such a religious guy and there was such strict rules. Both my parents were so religious. My dad was the preacher. So that meant that there was a higher level expected on me in particular because I was the older, older one. But even though I was a bit of a tearaway kid and you know they, I was a bit wild I definitely lived with the guilt all the time that I knew that the rules of the Bible that were being preached to us from day one meant that I was always wrong I was always sinning so to say mm-hmm. even though they weren't necessarily ramming that down my throat all the time because you implant that into a kid's head from such a, a young age you don't understand that you know well if you because then they say then pray to Jesus and he'll forgive you but that is just too big for any child to fucking take take on and a kid just from what i've learned and that's what i'm going to write about in the book as well is to know the kid must know the child must know that you're loved no matter what so i didn't feel and still don't understand the full feeling that my parents have my back no matter what because of that plantation Mm -hmm. of what happened when i was a kid because of the religion being shoved in as as i was a kid because i always felt that um I, I never felt that I was, because if your if your if your parents are teaching you that you got to love Jesus and you got to play by the rules, do you know what I mean? And if you don't, well, that's not good. Do you know what I mean? Then it's
2: all conditions. It's
1: it's too conditional. Like it, and, and that was the uh, ironic thing about. The whole story of Jesus—that Jesus loves you unconditionally. Yeah, it's not unconditionally. You have to follow him. That's the <laughs> that's a pretty big fucking condition.
2: Well, he's supposed to love you even if you don't follow him. Follow him.
1: Right? Yeah. Well, I didn't hear that verse in the Bible, but <laughs> but 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 trying to bring it down to basics, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there will have issues with whether their parents love them or not, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And some people, I, I think my parents, for example, struggled with me or maybe they struggled within themselves. I Like my mum, for example, had a horrific upbringing with her mother. Horrific is a bit strong, but like the relationship with her mother was so bad that I look at my mother and go, well, her ability to express love is to her own kids is difficult because of the difficult relationships that she had, you know? So it's a negative generational thing that gets passed down, passed down, passed down. And that's, as an adult, then you realize that you have that I have just a, a natural insecurity inside that because I'll think that people don't always like me sometimes or I don't. And it's not a needy. Oh, please, please, please like me. That's not what it means. What it actually means is that I've been very individualistic in life and I don't rely on other people and I don't form groups. I'm not good at the, as as like you, you. I mean, you can you're open to talk about it. I'm not very good at a lot of family things. Let's do something as a family together. Whereas Mm -hmm. you guys, your family did it all the time because family is absolutely everything to you guys. I'd much rather just do my own thing all Mm -hmm. the time. And that's something that I really struggle with, isn't it?
2: Mm -hmm. Especially when we were there
1: in Portugal, yeah it's a fucking yeah. nightmare <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just go do your own thing and I'm just like we hang out all the time
1: <laughs> yeah if they all because that, and that's what they love now I think that there is a little, an element of the cultural thing there as well but just to, to not understand for a child not to fully understand and I'm talking about myself as a child here mm-hmm. to not to fully understand that your love no matter what you're actually spending your days worrying about a god that you've never met
2: mm-hmm.
1: thinks of you and you're mm-hmm. stressing about whether you got that right or wrong like that's not right
2: you know of course yeah i agree with you and also i think like when you're a child you look at your parents like they are your gods At, at, at Absolutely, you know like yeah, you yeah. love them and you just yeah. want to be loved by them and you just want to do like you just want to make them happy yes and you just do everything in your power to understand that you have that love no matter what you know mm. like so it, it must have been very tough for you and to struggle with with, with that understanding as well
1: Oh, totally. Look, as I can see, I mean, there's so many situations. We'd be here, we'd do fucking 10 podcasts on it and we wouldn't cover it. But there's so many situations that now in real life that I realize I'm like that. And part of that is coming out through therapy. but And part of it is a lot coming out because I'm in a relationship for so long with somebody. It's the first time I've been in. Like, that's another thing. Being in a long-term relationship, I couldn't Mm -hmm. do that because just it's... I don't know how to express enough to kind of go long-term enough into it I like in the past i mean and mm-hmm. um, but being a parent obviously brings a lot of that stuff out out yeah. in you but um like, the effect that, like, because we are socially, economically at the bottom of the ladder in, in this country, for example, you're like, we're poor. Like, we're, I'm not saying that so dramatically, but because, like, if you're poor in <laughs> Ireland, you still get do, all, you do okay, do you know what I mean, in comparison to poor in, like, 99% of the world. So, I'm not saying, but in, in Irish context, like, we don't have money, do you know what I mean? But yeah. all of that stuff, we were talking about this last night, is irrelevant to our kid. When we have all the basics, you know, our kid doesn't yeah. know. Oh,
2: and it doesn't have to know. So. Of
1: course, it, sh- it shouldn't. And what the kid should know is that their love, no matter what, and the effects that that can have in the future as they grow up and they grow older is just like phenomenal.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely funny.
1: Fina- so our kid doesn't know that like, uh, oh, we don't go on expensive holidays. Oh, we don't have expensive clothes. Oh, we don't own a house or we don't own a car. All these things that are completely materialistic. All that is important is that the child knows no matter what, that they are loved. But
2: do we, do we really um, appreciate, it's not appreciated, but do we really value those things as well? Like, because I'm Who not... You ma- and me. You and me, yeah. But do,
1: do we value those materialistic things? Uh, yeah, like... What do you I, think?
2: like um, my i'm just i can only speak for myself but like i don't really looking forward to go on expensive holidays i don't really care like i would like to have a car just so we can go out on the weekends but like i don't really miss having a car we can we live in an area that you can do everything by walking and we're close to many parks city center everything so a car would just literally be a, lug- a luxury for us but i don't really fancy like Big cars or big holidays or fancy restaurants. I'm big not Coca-Colas. like. Big coca colas. <laughs> I'm not like that, you know. Like I, I think I live life in a more simpler way, maybe because that's that was the way that I was brought up as well when I was young. Like my parents didn't have a lot of money, th- although they were tra- they were working in um, airline companies, so we did travel a lot and we had great deals in traveling. So we ended up having like as if we had lots of money, but we didn't. Yeah. But they, but we were able to do that and we had okay money. To my parents were able like. They paid our uh, schools and stuff like that but uh but uh, but we we never had like big fancy cars or uh, go out for fancy restaurants like it's not part of who i am to be honest so i don't really value that so it's something that doesn't really bother me yeah that's Uh, interesting
1: because i i didn't know and i didn't i didn't grow up in an area that had money or whatever but i think it was maybe as a kid i remember getting dropped off to school or one of the schools i was in I think at a certain age, you hit your teenage years and I got taken the... the I, People used to make fun of lots of things about me, but where I was from, the neighborhood that I was from, mm-hmm. because it was considered the... For one, it was considered by others uh, the shithole of the town at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember uh, my dad had dropped me off or picked me up once at school and I was the laughing stock the next day because of the car. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't... It wasn't a thing for me, like whether our car was, you know... And we we also grew... But for some reason, that got into my head then from then on that you want to have materialistic things and, mm-hmm. um, and I have still have never had them. I'm 34. I've never, <laughs> never had. But you aspire, I think. I think that's the aspiration. And I don't think it's a correct aspiration. But like now that we're thinking about it, now that we're t- thinking about the future of our child and what's most important. And that's interesting that you still have never, it's never been part no, of your aspiration. I, I,
2: and you know what? It's funny as well. It's because most of my friends are rich and they have house, like holiday houses outside of Lisbon. Yes, yeah. They you, have you fancy have a lot of cars. Rich friends, actually. Yeah. They like, they have great lives. They travel a lot. They stay in fancy hotels. Uh, I always had the same car. <laughs> it's like a ridiculous car that it everyone used to, <laughs> used to fucking make funny st- of And that's of coming
1: from a shi- person you know, with like, a shitty car all his life.
2: But I love that car. And that car is like well-known by all my friends. And we kind of laugh <laughs> at it. And I think I'm good at laughing at myself, honestly. Like Yeah, those that's, kind true. Of things. that's true. I just take those things in a lighter way. So even though I was surrounded by rich people, I never aspired to have those kind of things. I don't know. It's weird. Like... I never looked for that in my life. Like, I remember once that you told me like, oh, what you think about like this house? Should we, are we going to stay here like in this house forever? Like, should we look for something bigger? And I told you like, no, I love this house. Like, where I we think live I, now. Yeah. I, yeah, where we live now. And I think you asked like, could we have like a second kid in this house? Like, totally. I mean, and I'm saying this because I lived my whole life in the same house with only two bedrooms and the three of us, me and my two other sisters lived in the same bedroom until we left the, the house. So our through our teenage years, like, privacy wasn't a big thing in our, in that house. Like, we didn't have to Still, <laughs> Still isn't. Still <laughs> isn't. But, but we lived in this way that, uh, for me, I don't know about my sisters, actually, but I don't really aspire any of those things. Does
1: your middle uh, sister aspire to that? Because I think that she's certainly don't... more within circles that is flashy and a lot, some of the work that she does mm. is about aesthetics. It is about materialism.
2: Yeah, it's about status as well, I'd say.
1: Massively. Um, and certainly, I the circle know. she moves in—it's like it's about status.
2: I think she enjoys a little bit more of that kind of good life than I. Or she would appreciate that more. Like, obviously, if if I have that in my life, I'm not going to say no. But I don't look for that. I don't have that aspiration. And I think I'm not sure if she has that aspiration. But I think she uh, likes that a little bit more than I do. And I think the 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 youngest sister—she's a little bit more like me. She doesn't really care about that. Yeah, uh, she definitely doesn't. Yeah. Is it? A, is, it a, is Do you think it's bad to aspire for those things? Do you think is what? Sorry, I
1: think it's bad to aspire for those things because I under I understand it because I, I definitely feel it as well and I kind of I'm frustrated at myself in a lot of ways that you know if I had of not been a messer when I was younger or if I had a knuckle down in school or if I had a kind of gone on a career path then I might own some stuff do you know what I mean or we might be in a nicer situation or etc cetera, etc. Cetera.
2: I don't think it's bad to aspire think good things for you you know but I think it depends. What are the good things that like what what is good for you and what is good for me? It's not about being right or wrong or bad or or worse. I'll tell you what
1: it is. It's about it's about sitting with a latina in a bathroom <laughs> with hot pants riding up her <laughs> <or a> crush. <laughs> oh
2: my goodness. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I like I like I have maybe I have a too much of a romantic uh, version of life. That I I rather have like cool stories of adventures of silly stuff that happen in our lives or that we struggled, that we can laugh about it and we can just actually not take life too seriously and to just enjoy it the way it is and be grateful for what we have. Mm. Uh, and this, I'm not trying to sound any like pretentious, <laughs> kind of those kind of hippie kind of philosophies, but it's, I'm being completely genuine here. Um I do like the simplicity of uh, certain things. In, in like, I remember the the things of like TV. I don't even care if you have a TV or not. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like I don't.
1: I was just talking to a friend of mine because uh, we, we basically got gifted a couple of things there, and that was a, a huge uh, common denominator when I was growing up. Uh-huh. We got gifted a lot of stuff. Like for years, the clothes that I wore were always second. But I was the same like, from yeah yeah from families that had older kids or like I had some cool American stuff because this is American family that used yeah. to get stuff. In the states, and I had like I remember I had a Timberwolves uh, uh, basketball jacket one, yeah. but that was the cool. That was my my going to church on a Sunday jacket <laughs> and all sorts. So we were we were patched together with all sorts, but um, uh, I don't remember the point that I was going to make there. But um, oh god damn it! But yeah, you're right. We we do get more like you get more crack and you get more stories out of it but I, I, as you we were saying what is most important for the kid first and foremost is that they know that they're they're loved no matter what yeah and because
2: they don't even sorry to interrupt you but they don't even have the dimension of these things they just exactly, want to have like exactly they want to play with you one they of, want your attention one, they want food and They want a place one of to
1: my stay. mates said that actually when i was living in the restaurant in london he had a a similar situation to me except he was a lot younger with an unexpected child on the way and uh, there it was a weird time actually another couple of lads at the same time and me were having kids at the same time except they were married and they were planning this etc cetera, etc cetera. but he this guy had had his daughter was now seven at the time or something like that and one of the other guys was like spending a grand on a buggy and I was like Fuck, am I supposed to get this buggy? What am I supposed for? to, like, and and, and anytime uh, people came into the restaurant with buggies, I was like, what buggies that would make? Because then remember I was like, oh, you
2: asked I'm me just getting
1: that. all fucking, like, that was my, st- you read books, I just fucking stressed out about fucking saving up <laughs> for a buggy. And, um, I remember him saying to me, shout out to Jack Carr, if he's listening, fair play to you. He just said to me, what the fuck is a baby going to give a shit about a buggy?
2: Exactly. And it's so
1: true. uh, What, like, the people, look, if people spend money on that and they want it, that's absolutely fine. That's fine. We're not not fucking judging. But at the end of the day, the child isn't a fucking clue about what it is that they're being pushed around in. And, you know, it doesn't.
2: Do you know what? That, to me, reminds me a little bit of, like, I have the sense of when it's your first child, you... As like the other number two or number three or number four, but you always want the best for your child. And if yeah. it's the first, you just want to support them with everything mm. you have and you don't have. And it's just like you want everything new and blah, blah. blah. But as you were saying uh, earlier on, I always grew up with stuff from my cousins as well. Like I never had like, uh, and, and our daughter now is wearing a t-shirt, a few t-shirts yeah. that were mine. It's
1: weird. Yeah. Our daughter is now so wearing <laughs> clothes that were belonged to Enage when she was that age.
2: Yeah. My mom kept a few ones that were still in good state uh, and she kept it. it just like as for fun. And uh, and then she sent send me on a box so know, and they're good crazy. like
1: Yeah yeah they're good it's like uh, and they're over 30 years old it's like crazy stuff but Yeah Yeah so that's funny so even with your rich friends and all that you've never aspired to like I want this or I want no, that No I
2: never had that kind of aspiration or envy or Wanting to have, like, I enjoyed being able to enjoy the things that they were offering in terms of, like, if they would invite me to go to their holiday house or, you know, like, I would go gladly, obviously. Uh, And do you ever
1: feel, because I would feel this, do you ever feel, and it's like, this is a weakness on my part, uh, probably a weakness of my character, but I would feel inferior in those situations, or I, like, say you're at a party, or if I was in someone else's home, or like, remember, for example, one situation where. Um, we were on a holiday with uh, with the, a whole of your family over together and somebody paid for the meal and I wasn't comfortable with that.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, I remember and that.
1: Because I, and I wasn't comfortable with certain conversations with that person because they were like buying a brand new motorbike the next day or blah, blah. blah and I just wasn't even comfortable to have those conversations. But that
2: person is an extreme of richness.
1: <laughs> yes, that's true.
2: <laughs> that's not my normal daily life for friends.
1: Yes, Oops! Apologies, ladies and gentlemen. We had to take a quick commercial break there because uh, our daughter woke up and uh, Ines had to, Inej went up and apparently she was
2: hang, so, hanging off the bed. Yeah, <laughs> still fast asleep, was like complaining <laughs> in her sleep. She loves complaining in her sleep, isn't she? She does. No, no, no. Yeah,
1: no. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> Um. But uh, so, so there you go. Well, that's so. Yeah, you've never felt inferior in those situations at all.
2: No, I didn't actually, and I don't know if it was like even with
1: clothes or with.
2: No, with clothes sometimes... Well, I think girls might be different because, I don't know, at least... The place that I grew up is like our. Uh, we would always exchange clothes between friends. You know, yeah, like yeah, it's girls go brilliant. out at night and you just exchange clothes. Yeah, yeah. So and this is say I don't know if it has to do with I have a big family and a lot of cousins and we're all in the same situation. We are all brought up in the same way. So you kind of feel that like you have a gang that it's like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you grew up with that, and we very close. So were you feel part close. of something,
1: and again, that goes back to being loved no matter what kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: I don't. I never felt that So that's in that. priceless,
1: is what we're saying. That's what. uh Mm-hmm. Uh, what what is the the learning the learning curve from from this episode? And I hope that everybody who's because uh, like, I'm learning from this, and I, like even though I'm having this conversation now, and you are saying the materialistic things are not important, I'm I'm still like kind of um, I can still sometimes feel that it's like you know. I won't be particularly in a situation kind of uh, looking at, so if someone else has a nice car or whatever, I'm like, oh, this is fucking nice. How would you get that? Like, I am, I am, I naturally, my brain goes into, how do I not, I kind of, I compare myself. That's, that's mm-hmm. what, it, that's what it is. I compare myself and it's not, it's not healthy, but.
2: That's also something that it comes from parenting. Right. If your parents are constantly saying, see your friend, just put your jacket on you should put your jacket on ah. or see everybody else is eating their lunch. So you should be eating your, their lunch or see, she already does that. Or that's, that's, that's I don't
1: that's, know if my parents did that. I think I just resented the fact that with the state of us, or I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't know where yours yeah, come yeah, from, yeah. but that's something else that it just came into my mind about parenting.
1: Mm. Is there anything from those books that you like Oh, nearly caught a fly there? Is there anything from those books that you see, um, That you think are like total bollocks uh, or that you've learned you thought it was a good idea but it's not going to work because of the personality of the child
2: (coughs) uh no i've i there's a particular book that i really enjoyed it has like tools and those tools i've tried a few of them and they were very useful and i really enjoyed that like what uh like for example if if the child is crying about something that they wanted to do instead of saying like oh you can't uh, watch this or you can't have this now you just talk about it about that thing so what is that you like about it oh yeah i understand but and what is the name of that character or so you get into asking all these questions and being part of that so that's why you like about this and i understand that you c- you can't watch this now but we can talk about it and the mind suddenly just gets distracted about that kind of thing that's and that's
1: 90% of fucking parenting is distracting the child
2: but um, yeah I don't not necessarily not, not agree that, not at the with Not the right that. point.
1: Not that. Yeah, that's true. But like, as I was writing in my book, I kind of wrote about that the other day, which is which was like, um, uh, like, like it's. Com- a lot of it's common sense. A lot of like that's common sense to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, if the child starts kicking off, but you sometimes
2: would- the parents don't go into common sense because they're just stuck into you can't watch this now or we can't do this yeah. now, and they just stay and battle this this premise is like
1: yeah i mean it happens in relationships as well you know it's yeah like and you, sometimes you know,
2: it's the way of you can't how have you s-
1: sex now and it's like <laughs> it just
2: changes the perspective oh what is that you like about sex <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you want me Maybe to say I on the microphone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, look, you're not going to distract me from that let me tell you <laughs> you're going to make things much harder wow <laughs> <laughs> sorry I've been very childish um, ladies and gentlemen with a constant call back about my No, but but,
2: but but that uh, or another thing that I tried actually with a child that I was minding uh, is that when they have enough comprehension it's like if they're getting upset about something and say like oh that's not nothing it's just like oh you're really upset about this you really don't want this this is really annoying like just acknowledging their feeling mm. and they say yeah that's exactly what it is but these are and things. It goes. Th-
1: these are things like we're talking about the reason why we wanted to talk about these things because they are like it, these are parenting things but they're also things that are so so relevant to just the way that we interact with each other all yeah, the time yeah
2: with relation like adult relationships like if you're having an well. argument
1: with, with with somebody just to say tell me about what it is that you're feeling or why exactly. are you angry about that oh you know just like that kind of communication is mean, we've experienced it yeah. it's so helpful yeah, yeah it stops the it's like 90 percent of the time stops the arguing
2: because i think the other person just wants to be heard in that moment yes. or just wants to express something yeah. and if you're just dismissing that and say like oh like come on that's not a big deal or just let's yeah. just get on with this you'd be be like, fuck off! <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I have to. D- I have this in this moment, and children can't uh, emotional regulate until the age, I don't know, seven or something. I read, maybe I'm saying s- something wrong, but it doesn't matter. At at an early or age, five thirty-five, <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> sixty as well, it happens. Yeah. A lot of people, like most of us, don't really know how to regulate themselves. I- I'm one of those. I'm str- I struggle with that. But anyway, so this to say that for them it's harder to change this even for us adults like you know mm. if, if someone is just mm. dismissing what you're feeling or thinking or
1: I know it's a uh, well it's it, but that's why I want to talk about these things because I do believe that a lot of the positive things or things that you're learning through the parenting thing you're kind of actually realizing well if we all treated each other this way or if we all yeah. um, realized how we think a certain way because we're conditioned because our parents didn't know something like it's such a knock-on effect but even an inter- in interrelationships with each other as adults as friends of like you don't have to have kids to be thinking or talking about this stuff because you kind of it does open your mind up to kind of go oh that's why my boss makes me angry because my boss won't listen to to how i feel about something and if my boss just knew how i felt then i wouldn't be angry at him or i wouldn't be hating him or i wouldn't or her or do you know what i mean yeah Um, and i think so many so many of these things are so basic there's so many basic things within the parenting that's ultimately probably about a bit of love you don't have to love your boss but you you gotta you gotta you can act love you know you can show somebody some empathize you know
2: yeah and and i think that's one of the biggest things from when books these kind of parenting books talk about the stages that the the children are or the kids are is that uh, uh yes they they have these 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 dev- development states and what does that do to you when they don't give us the tools on the book it just makes you see things from other perspective and that goes to adults as well so if you think okay she's not able to do this at this age or because she's going through this how can I see this through empathy and how how empathy c- no uh, <laughs> empathy sorry empathy
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that empathy. was a weird we were a Jamaican <laughs> no. there
1: for a second <laughs> how can we do this through empathy <laughs> But Get up stand uh, up empathy you for <laughs> your writer
2: <laughs> so you can just look at things and uh, and your and your actions then you think like how can I approach this situation according to what this child is going through or this adult person mm. in front of me is going through Yeah because it's so it's so relevant to adults
1: it's yeah, so relevant definitely. to adults
2: yeah absolutely so that th- that book has a lot of things that i think like oh this uh, and I, I, I uh, a friend of mine asked me what was i reading and i told her and she's like she bought the book she read it's like i'm gonna start using this with my husband <laughs> <laughs> and she did and she said that's a few things really worked with him so for example there was times that he was upset about something about blind blah, 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 he was just angry at her at some point she's like okay and she looked at him it's like do you need a hug? Like instead of her getting annoyed because he was getting annoyed at her, like these kind of simple things of having empathy. Work. It did work. When and he was
1: angry, she said, do you need a hug?
2: Yes. And, no. he, and he and he stopped, I swear to God, well, she told me this. Mm. And, uh, and then he stopped and no, he said like, actually, I do need a hug. And things calmed down between them. So yeah. she just learned to see like, instead of getting angry at him because she saw that it has nothing to do with her. It's All like, right. Okay, okay. So he's getting through something. But here. I've, I've
1: actually said that to you, like, and that's been—I don't know where it's come out of. But I've said that to you in the last few weeks, actually. And it wasn't—we were having an argument or whatever like that. It was like just I was struggling, and I just said I need a hug. Mm-hmm. And, the, and you do that this evening yeah all right don't tell them everything that <laughs> was before the can of cock. <laughs> and i had my can of cock i feel a lot better i don't yeah. need a fucking but hug. i
2: wish men would ask for hugs or would uh, be able to cry more as well what, what like.
1: men do you want to hug Ines?
2: no not Jesus not for Christ. me to hug them but that men in general <laughs> would ask their partners or their friends or whatever mm. But that, 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 they need a hug, that's part
1: of that's part of the conditioning that like I talked about this in Son of a Preacher Man uh, my debut stand-up comedy show which I, I might actually put it on I was thinking of selling that on Bandcamp or something like that I sell the audio of it because yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it would be worth it Ines produced the show um, <laughs> the first installment of it uh, but um I did talk about that on stage, kind of going, like, why can't we as men express ourselves? And it does come down to the conditioning. It does come down to, like, um, you know, to slag somebody off, to call, like, if you did something that the other lads thought was a bit effeminate or what, not even effeminate. That was, it was weak. Uh-huh. Men would go, eh, gay, you know, yeah. or whatever. Or if you cried, that would be gay, for example. Yeah, yeah. And that those kind of negative, ridiculous, uh, stereotypes stop you from expressing, stop you from being able to experience love, to take it and to, and to give to other people. And, um, and I think there's a that that's another reason I want to that I'm I'm writing this book because I want to tap into that and kind of go listen we're not we're not hard men you know we don't mm-hmm. have to fight we don't have to you know we can cry and we can. um have a bad day say that we need a hug on all these things and I still struggle with it like I've been part of a men's group for example recently I see a lot of the conversation that they're having with each other and I kind of go yeah I can't you know I struggle to, to converse sure with that, that to share it within that I really feel like I need because uh, I'm super sensitive I need to be it needs to be the right circumstance for me the right kind of trust I got to know the people and all mm-hmm. so there's so much of those things that men struggle with all the time <laughs> that we just don't like and women don't in a lot of ways you know
2: yeah. And, and this, just to go back into the parenting thing, uh, it just reminds me of something that we spoke the other day as well, that I was, I'm very happy that I have this friend and she has a boy and the way that she's doing certain things with him. Yes. That we is were just talking about this and it's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant yeah. because it's very different from what we've seen from our yes. generation. And for example, the other day, even in the park, so she minds another another boy and she has a boy and uh, and she was telling her son to go and give uh, a kiss and a hug to the little, the other boy, her his friend now. Yeah. That she minds as well because he was crying or something. It's yeah. like just go there and give me a hug and give him a kiss. So he went there and give yes. him, him, and they're two boys, you know. Yes. And even she does things like if if I'm like the other day I was doing. But my even I
1: I I was there and I saw it. Yeah. And I was like. Oh, uh, uh, and I and I'm I'm not afraid to admit this. I straight away was going, oh, does that when people say that they are born gay, does that mean that they already know that they're gay? And you were like, no, it's nothing to do with that. Do you it's know what I mean? I wasn't even being I wasn't even being negative about it. Yeah, it was just like, no, it's that's just okay to do.
2: And that that's that's brilliant to do. It's not only okay to do that. That's important to do yes. for the kids to be allowed to go and express love yeah. for his friend. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if he's a boy or a girl. But yes. like in this particular sp- uh, 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 thing was was that. And and then also. S- she does things like uh, for example the other day I was doing my nails in the house and he wanted to see the the nail polish and she ended up painting his nails as well yeah. and uh, and then the other day I actually saw a father I told you this mm-hmm. he was in the park with his daughter and he was with his uh, um, red lipstick because mm-hmm. uh, probably he was playing with her with makeup or something and I think those things are so important for the, like we stop with these stigmas that we were yes. brought in like and that we grew up with and that we allow our kids to see those things as normal because they are normal. And, and it's great there are people really putting that work in... Uh with their kids
1: and it's not the other thing is it's not even work is it it's just like letting things happen letting it be and letting there be more love and letting it which is such a cliche but it's just encouraging to yes go explore or embrace or express all these positive things and i was thinking today because there seems to be i don't want to get into hooked up into politics but the, obviously with and i've talked about a lot in the podcast the issues with the way that society is on the adult level with regards how social media works and that cuts out all of that stuff love empathy all that stuff mm-hmm. social media is about shouting the loudest getting likes you know getting attention negativity um, uh, fighting, ar- argue, reaction, and fighting i arguing i'm reactionary and being being right and It is a little bit of a scary time because you are seeing, particularly in Dublin, there were certain protests this weekend from so-called, you know, far-right groups, etc., etc., that are convinced that the government is, uh, you know, oppressing them with the mask wearing and all this kind of stuff. But even within that, I was thinking because I, you know, I've part of a, a, a not a far left but a, like a, a center left political party and the reaction within the political party is like we, we need to stamp this out we need to blah 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 blah, blah. and i know that that's not going to do anything because you have to show love in that situation you have to show empathy you have to go and see where is it why are you feeling this way that you need to march in the str- streets and put all these conspiracy theories and anger together and express it in this way you have to meet why that is happening and that's the same as the parenting thing if one is angry well tell me about that anger what are you angry about get to the root of it and then kind of be able to show guide a, a more positive way out of it and how i'm trying to relate that to the parenting now is that if we do focus on the younger people in the world now and let them express themselves and let their culture be go and kiss and hug somebody if they're feeling bad or empathize with somebody else and you and you it's not even putting in the work that you give them the ground to express that that's the future
2: mhm absolutely um, yeah.
1: and and that's the and that's why i wanted to talk about this stuff that you were learning and that's why i want to write the book as well because you know we can get into arguments with our own generation generations here and argue on social media and political issues and um, voting here and voting there or being right or being being uh, shouting loud on social media and all that kind of stuff. but actually all that stuff is horseshit because if we invest in when in loving younger people, whether you have kids or you don't have kids, um, young people all over the world, no matter where you're living, if you invest in creating the culture that they can express themselves and they can be uh, loved themselves and they know how to express love, well then all this shit that we're going through now isn't going to be around in in 50 years time because they're going to be looking after things.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And and it, just one last point maybe. Uh I remember th- today I was talking with uh with a couple the the parents of a little child that usually it's our neighbor. And uh, we're talking about schools and diversity, and uh, what kind of people were in the classroom, and uh, like, and I was saying like, there's all sorts of people and different backgrounds, different cultural ethnicities. Like, it's a quite diversity environment in this school, and uh, and 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 we were saying like, that's super important that children at this beginning of their uh, school life have access to that kind of diversity and inclusion because. For them at this stage, it's not diversity. For them, it's just normal. It is what it is. They don't exactly. see the difference. Exactly. So if you increment that since at this early age, that's how they're going to see the world. They're not going to see with different eyes or that person is different or they dress differently or they believe in different things. It's just for them, it's going to be normal to be friends with these all the, within these differences, because there there are differences, but they're not going to be like a shock or something that it's going to overwhelm them or it's going to be a negative thing. You know.
1: I know that the truth of what a lot of the of the the negative things that we see out in the world, like I was saying, the the right wing stuff or racist stuff or etc. etc. Like I do not agree. Obviously, we don't agree with racism or discriminating uh, against different ethnicities or races and stuff like that but if you really spend the time to have the empathy with somebody who is actively racist to scratch down below and beneath it all it's all going to become about
2: fear maybe
1: fear of a fear because they were poor or fear because um like it's it is going to be brought down to to a human condition that is actually like you're expressing your rage at the fact that um you You grew up in a rough neighborhood when you were a kid, and you never had the right opportunities because the government never gave you that or because the system didn't allow that to you and Now as an adult you're expressing that through racism because you think that because immigrants have come into this country they're taking they're the reason that you've suffered the way you have, but it's nothing to do with that. Those people, the immigrants, have nothing to do with why you suffered. Someone's skin colour has nothing to do with that. It's because some other things have been unfair. So let's look at that and let's treat that issue that you had when you were younger. And yeah, you're right to feel wronged by that. But if you empathise and you love that person, guaranteed... The racism is going to go away. Do you know what I mean? They're going to realize that it's like, I mean, that's my, it's a very, I get, it is very, as my fucking asshole of a therapist. Sorry. She's, she's, he's rude sometimes. She goes, oh, that's a very idealistic, you know, like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, what's wrong with, but, but it's true that the amount of hate that's there in the world only comes out of fear. Like, what do they say about bullies?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Bullies are bu- people who've been bullied themselves.
2: mm mm-hmm,
1: um, Absolutely. So all that negativity that's out there in the world—it is, I think, this basic parenting stuff that we're learning now. You'll realise, ah, we could do a bit of that for for some some people, some adults out there.
2: Yeah. And and uh, going back to the books, there is another brilliant bro- book. Um that actually, I'm just going to say the name. I don't, I don't want to advertise anything, but I'm just going to say the name of this because it's completely related to what we're talking about. But it's it's called "Why Love Matters." Oh yes, and it's uh, and that one explains exactly why love at the beginning stages of life is so important because it shapes your neuron uh, mm. connections and yeah. your brain. And that can have influence in you being uh, insecure or yeah. uh, more angry person or with uh, issues with attachment or all that kind of stuff that we don't, as grown-ups, we don't know where it comes from. And it can come from a different type of love or non love that you received as a and it's scientific like it's it's brilliant to to read that book it's very very interesting
1: Well I am going to quote that book every time you tell me you don't want to have sex with me <laughs> Why, why, why love matters Inej the neurons in my brain here we're cutting off you the in neurons in, my in brain your brain
2: are already formed you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah 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 anyway that, <laughs> we gotta go because we're gonna have sex and um, <laughs> I'm joking I'm really sorry for my relations and friends that will be listening to this but um that was great. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for did you, having you, you, you enjoyed that one, didn't you? Yeah, I did enjoy it. I Good. enjoyed the
2: other ones as well. It was just yeah. a bit more tense. I think I'm, as, as I'm doing more as well, I, I get a little bit more relaxed.
1: Um, if you would like to say, uh, send in your messages. If you enjoyed this podcast, do send us a message at hellostevopodcast at gmail.com about all the things that we talked about. If you'd like to send an encouraging message to Enes, who does get a little bit nervous about doing podcasting, <laughs> do um, send us an email to hellostevopodcast at gmail.com. I am on Instagram still at hellostevo, but I'm, as you can see, rarely le- using it because I'm trying to get away from that. And I like the email thing because you're going to have to take a minute to gather your thoughts to talk to me. I think that's healthy, you know? So, thank you so much ladies and gentlemen thank you Inesh
2: thank you thank you for having me Pat-
1: yeah and patrons uh, uh, yeah. We, I'll see you on uh, I'll chat to you on Friday and uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful week goodbye
2: night night
1: we should be like not actually night night they're not all listening to this at night
2: time oh yeah that's right sorry <laughs> oh no, good morning we should have started singing How do you, you do is love oh exactly oh
1: yeah